Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Course in Miracles, lesson 108, coming to you back from not so sunny California, cloudy and sort of chilly Southern California, still. I was in Atlanta and I spent a week there, as I've mentioned, and it was really an amazing time that I got to spend with my family, my brother and his kids and um, his wife and their beautiful property where they live. And I tell you what, the airport is a good place to be a miracle worker because there's always somebody there to disturb your peace if you will let him or her. And um, I think I did a good job. I did kind of, the the woman was copping a little bit of an attitude with me because I it was just like at the gate and I, I just wasn't doing it perfect. Like I, I was in a rush cause our, our, I had a connecting flight. And so I like ran off the one flight and I ran over to the other flight and I didn't have a boarding pass seat assigned. I didn't have my seat assignment for my boarding pass. And so I just kind of gave it to her and like rushed through and she's like, no, 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 you need to show it to that lady over there. And I'm like, okay. So I go and I give it to the other lady across the aisle and she's like, oh, okay, no problem. Here you go. Gives me my seat assignment. And then and then I just go walking on. She's like, wait, 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 get back here. You need to, now I need to scan it. And I was like, but she was, it, it was funny because the one lady to my right who gave me my seat assignment wasn't copying an attitude. And the person on my left who was in charge of letting me board the craft with the little scanning machine after she scanned my, my pass, right? With the little laser scanner, um, she was copying an, ad, an attitude. And there's this, Marianne Williamson, in one of her talks, she says, um, it's really easy to act enlightened when somebody is showing you enlightened behavior. And so I didn't quite back talk, but she was being rude. And I think I, I think I might have snipped, I think I might have snapped at her. I was like, there's no need to be rude. So my ego, you know, my ego got the best of me. What can you do? So I will take this moment right now to forgive her for being snippy. And in me forgiving her for being snippy, I am essentially forgiving myself. Again, it's all connected. So every time that we are irritated with someone, it is because we are holding some sort of guilt, some sort of stored guilt, and we are projecting it outwards. If we didn't have any guilt, we would not see any uh, like wrongdoing in others. Again, this does not mean that we excuse uh, people's behavior. It doesn't mean that we um, that things don't actually happen in the world. It doesn't mean that horrific things don't actually happen in the world. But we, as miracle workers, even if something her- truly horrific happened in the world, uh, like which probably will happen, which I'm certain happened, a lot of horrific things happen in the world today, um, just because it's the nature of the world. But um, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, it is the nature of the world. But uh, we don't need to hold on to that anger. Even if something uh, horrendous or horrific were to happen tonight and the event itself is awful and there's a, a devastating thing that happens and then there's a process of healing that you need to go through or whatever, it, um, however it would look, um, you still don't have to, ultimately, you can turn all of it over to God and God will heal it. And I truly, truly, truly believe that as a 
person who believes in the power of miracles, who is the product of a miracle. I, I know that God is capable of handling a heck of a lot more stuff than we think he can. So anyway, without further ado, I want to get this. I want I've, I've had a very long day of traveling and I've had a week away, so I need to, um, you know, you know how you mean travel, traveling just kind of like you kind of lose yourself when you travel, even though I was with my immediate family and we were getting along amazingly well, it still kind of zaps you being away from home, getting back into your routine. So I went there and I had to create a whole new routine there and now I'm back to the old routine. It's a little lonelier, I tell you that much. I did indeed have a breakthrough in love. I had a breakthrough in family. It was amazing to see um, my little nieces and nephews growing into these little people. Okay, now without further ado, Lesson 108, to give and to receive are one in truth. Vision depends upon today's idea. The light is in it, for it reconciles all seeming opposites. And what is light except the resolution, born of peace, of all your conflicts and mistaken thoughts into one concept, which is wholly true? That's a beautiful sentence. And what is light except the resolution, born of peace, of all your conflicts and mistaken thoughts into one concept, which is wholly true? So I've mentioned sort of the... the challenging things to comprehend sometimes they almost like the course of miracles word salad sometimes stuff you have to go and read over and over and over again and you still don't quite get it uh, conversely there are these zingers just these magnificent statements that just blow your mind and that was one of them at least it it struck me as a mind-blowing statement even that one will disappear because the thought behind it will appear instead to take its place. And now you are at peace forever, for the dream is over then. True light that makes true vision possible is not the light the body's eyes behold. It is a state of mind that has become so unified that darkness cannot be perceived at all. And thus what is the same is seen as one, while what is not the same remains unnoticed, for it is not there. This is the light that shows no opposites, and vision, being healed, has power to heal. This is the light that brings your peace of mind to other minds, to share it and be glad that you are one with you and with yourselves. This is the light that heals because it brings single perception based upon one frame of reference from which one meaning comes. Here are both giving and receiving seen as different aspects of one thought whose truth does not depend on which is seen at first, nor which appears to be in second place. Here it is understood that both occur together, that the thought remains complete. And, in, and so here both giving and receiving seen as different aspects of one thought whose truth does not depend on which it is seen first nor which appears to be in second place. Uh, consider that, that he's ref- like, we're talking about non-duality. So it's kind of like non-duality is... It's all one. There's absolutely no separation of anything. And Course in Miracles deals with non-duality, whereas the world of duality is like, we're down here, God's up there. If we're really good down here, then we get to go up there. And we have to watch out for sin, 
or we won't get to go up there because he who's up there and who is separate from us won't accept us into his kingdom if we sin too much. And I do not want to um, discount uh, the power of traditional Christianity in any way, shape, or form. We, as miracle workers, of course, of miracle students, are just on different paths. And by the way, I realize I'm referring to all of us as miracle workers. Uh, often, um, we got to be careful to let that go to our head. <laughs> so I should actually be referring to each of us as Course in Miracle students. And in this understanding is the base on which all opposites are reconciled because they are perceived from the same frame of reference which unifies this thought. One thought, completely unified, will serve to unify all thought. This is the same as saying one correction will suffice for all correction, and that to forgive one brother wholly is enough to bring salvation to all minds. For these are but some special cases of one law which holds for every kind of learning if it be directed by the one who knows the truth. To learn that giving and receiving are the same has special usefulness because it can be tried so easily and seen as true. And when this special case has proved it always works, in every circumstance where it is tried, the thought behind it can be generalized to other areas of doubt and double vision. And from there it will extend and finally arrive at the one thought which underlies them all. Today we practice with the special case of giving and receiving. We will use this simple lesson in the obvious because it has results we cannot miss. To give is to receive. Today we will attempt to offer peace to everyone and see how quickly peace returns to us. That's a fun game. That's a fun game to play. Light is tranquility, and in that peace is vision given us, and we can see. So we begin the practice periods with the instruction for today and say, to give and to receive are one in truth. I will receive what I am giving now. So again, back to the, I'm, I, back to the, the 12 step work. The 12th step of the 12 steps is to carry this message to those who still suffer and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So it's often said that you have to give it away to keep it. And, and so by carrying the message of recovery, to the suffering addict or alcoholic or whomever saves their soul and it enormously benefits yours as well. So you're going to say, to give and to receive are one in truth. I will receive what I am giving now. And close your eyes and for five minutes think of what you would hold out to everyone to have it yours. You might, for instance, say, I forgot I am. I forgot about this lesson. This is a really beautiful lesson. You might, for instance, say, to everyone I offer quietness, to everyone I offer peace of mind, to everyone I offer gentleness. Say each one slowly and then pause a while, expecting to receive the gift you gave. And it will come to you in the amount in which you gave it. You will find you have exact return for that it is what you asked. It might be helpful to, to think of one to whom to give your gifts. He represents the others, and through him you give to all. So maybe picture uh, your mom, or your dad, or your brother, or your sister, or your, that person you hate, or your niece, or your nephew, or your sworn enemy, or whomever, right? But this person will represent the others that through him you're giving to all. One very simple lesson for today will teach you much 
effect and cause will be far better understood from this time on, and we will make much faster progress now. Think of the exercises for today as quick as quick advances in your learning, made still faster and more sure and more sure each time to give and to receive our one in truth. So this is a really cool thing. This is just a really beautiful concept to be less vague. This is a really cool thing. It is a really cool thing, but it's a it's a truly beautiful concept or it's a, a, tr- a truly beautiful idea to give and to receive our one in truth. I will see I will receive what I am giving now. And so to everyone I offer compassion. To everyone I offer peace. To everyone I offer holiness. To everyone I offer kindness. And by offering that, you are receiving it. So it's very karmic in nature. It's very Eastern in nature. Course in Miracles is, it's almost like an Eastern orientation to uh, Western religion. And the, the 12 steps are also very Eastern in nature because they have, uh, they have a lot to do with awareness. They have a lot to do with cleaning up your karma in the moment. They have a lot to do with self-awareness and, in a lot of ways, mindfulness and being conscious. Um, and a lot of the... I, I, I do think that a lot of the New Age sort of stuff that you hear, um, I think that I think the 12 steps are... Uh, you could argue perhaps the birth of the New Age, sort of, not really, um, not entirely. I find them to be uh, far more... Um, dusty, if that's the word. They're they're just not very glamorous. The New Age community is is really adorable. It's just uh, Encinitas, California, is an amazing like New Age hub. And there's just everybody's hot. There's yoga pants. There's beads. People got the little beads around their necks and around their around their wrists. And it's like this is I'm spiritual. Look at me. There are a lot of people that. It's, I don't see them around as much uh, as I used to, but they used to get these these shirts that said spiritual gangster on them. And I never really knew what that meant. Like, what's it mean you're a spiritual gangster? I will tell you this much. Being a Course in Miracles student really does make you a spiritual gangster, like for real. Because if you are willing to forgive someone who seriously harmed you or who seriously harmed others, that is practicing a radical sense of forgiveness, a radical sense of letting go, a radical sense of compassion, a radical sense of empathy. This is kind of a side note, but I was in the, um, I was in an ayahuasca ceremony several years ago, probably 12 years ago now, 11 years ago, minimum. I think I've done ayahuasca in probably 12 years, uh, actually 11 years. So this is probably about 11 years ago. And this woman had gone into the ceremony with the intention of healing from a sexual assault that had been perpetrated on her. And ayahuasca is magical. It's just so amazing and so beautiful. Um, I might sound like I'm knocking on it a little bit in this podcast. Um, I'm certainly, I have mad, uh, a massive amount of respect for it. But she went into this ceremony with the intention of healing from this uh, sexual assault that had been perpetrated on her. Really horrific thing, right? And what the medicine did was put her perpetrator like in front of her in this vision. And then it took her into his mind and it showed 
her how victimized he had been throughout his life that led to him perpetrating and victimizing on her. So it showed her, the medicine showed her that he had been, the, had been perpetrated on. He had been victimized. And so he was doing the only thing that he knew to, that he really knew to do as the result of being hurt himself. So it's almost like he internalized that hurtingness and then he projected it outwards. And so she healed from the thing, but in this totally different way, a completely different way than what she had expected it to be. And that's the beauty of that sort of world, that particular, the ayahuasca medicine in particular, rather. So thanks again for listening. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a beautiful day. God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores. Submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when It came shining through Dusty blinds in a dim lit room And I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light It was that sweet the sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet The sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet The sweetest of surrenders Get it any way you can Get it any way you can And I don't need no motherfucking Bible To show me the errors of my ways But may God bless you If you keep one by your bedside I hope it you to heaven one day I hope it gets you to heaven one day I hope it gets you to heaven one day and I ain't gonna argue with no atheist because my truth is my truth is my truth is my truth